Oh, hello, Ambush, and welcome to this episode of the Desert Tiger Podcast. Here with me, your host of the DTP, I am Colton G. Today on the show, we're joined by singer, song, writer, actor, director, hell, a lot of things. It's Wes Mack. Yes, the incredible 11 time CCMA nominated Wes Mack joins the show and we are going to be diving into his new single, Don't Change, and how he has progressed to this point from his 2019 album, Soul, his sophomore album. With this new song also comes the beginning of album number three for Wes Mack. And this time around, he changed up the recording process, sort of taking himself out of that usual studio environment and taking him into a more natural energy. And we're going to dive into how this all came together, how that energy influenced this album what don't change means to wes we're also going to dive into some of that acting that directing world as well as wes is still working on a few different projects heck he's even pitching a couple different tv shows as well and we're gonna get as many details about that as we can all of this and so very much more in today's conversation with the amazing Wes Mack. And it is all brought to you today by DesertTigerMerch.com, where you go to copy yourself something to represent the show everywhere your beautiful face goes. All right, Am. And now it's time to get this party started with Wes Mac, let's go! The Desert Tiger Podcast. Hello. Hello, Wes. How's it going? Pretty good, dude. How about yourself? Ah, fantastic. It's a beautiful, sunny day outside. Kick off March. I mean, how, how can you complain, right? I have no complaints. I, uh, zero. Ah, <laughs> wonderful, wonderful. Where are you located? I am now, sorry, I just, I just, just got back here. Uh, I'm in Vancouver. Oh, okay. Yeah. Vancouver is home for me, but I was in Calgary for a week, uh, filming on a new TV show. I just, I got back a day ago and that that's the first time I had traveled in any capacity since the start of the pandemic, which was, which was weird in and of, in and of itself. Um, just, I, I, you know, I felt as safe as possible, but like, it's just weird being on a plane all of a sudden and surrounded in people. Mm-hmm. After uh, being so long of probably being hustle, hustle, go, go, tour, go here to shoot something, and then a year of nothing, and then to go straight to like, and here you go again. <laughs> oh, man. I mean, everybody in the cast is in a similar boat where it's just like, when you're filming on a show, like, you you have people touching your face and touching your hair and like being, you know, you're in close contact with people, you know, with other actors with, without masks on. I mean, I, I felt safe with it because there are a ton of protocols in place for this where it's like we're getting covid tested every day 
And everyone on the show knows that if anyone screws this up, the, the sheer cost to the show will be like astronomic because they'll be shutting down production for two weeks. Um, so, I mean, it, it felt like it, it was, I mean, the cool thing was in that environment, like it was, you know, it felt safer than any other sort of public environment than like a grocery store. And that like the only people around you when you had your mask off were like wearing N95 masks and wearing like face shields and stuff. So it's, you know, uh, making the best of it in that it was still just strange to go from, yeah, no humans at all for a year to like room full of people. Well, and it's pretty awesome that you get to have uh, that opportunity once again as well. Oh, entirely. And I mean, obviously one of the weird things beyond the actual like obvious like fun career opportunity in that it's just like for those little moments there when you're acting on that you do it feels like it's not like back to normal life all of a sudden you're like you're talking to people without masks on so it's uh yeah i haven't done that in a while Uh, at least not not with people i don't know that well yeah definitely a change of pace for sure (laughs) yeah totally awesome awesome i do want to talk a little bit about the acting but we are here to talk a little bit about the music as well. So you ready to dive into that portion of things? That's good. Fantastic. Fantastic. So I want to start with uh, moving forward from your last album, Soul, which released in October of 2019. So sometimes as artists, we begin writing pretty much before our new album is done. Sometimes we take a little bit of time, especially like when you're at the touring level you have quite a bit going on. So at what point did you begin to craft this third album? Um, some of the stuff goes back. Actually, like, there was a fair number of things that I'd written while I was working on Soul, um, including the single Don't Change that like already existed in some form, but that I just felt like didn't sit with Soul. Like I, I didn't want it to be part of that group of music. I wanted it to be for whatever the next thing was. You do start to break those things down a little in your head of like, the arc of an album or something like that. So some of it, some of it existed back then. I've done a lot more writing, like basically um, when COVID started, um, my apologies. I, uh, I was out at my, (laughs) I was out at my cabin and I was supposed to be there for like a four day birthday trip for myself. This was in like early March of last year and like two days into that trip. um, All the like lockdown measures started coming in. My flights home were canceled. So I was like, well, no real reason to actually try and rush back to the big city there's nothing to do there like there's no life sort of needing me to be there so uh i stayed up in my cabin for for four months and and built a sort of crude ish studio up there and just that's when i really dove in and started working more on this album okay okay so you said that you did this in a remote location did that sort of influence the uh creative energy going into this I think so. I mean, more than anything, it probably just, I was in this bit of a refuge there and that like, um, I know in the early phases of the first lockdown, like people I spoke with in larger cities, maybe felt greater discomfort. And there was just like a sense of fear, um, and not really knowing what was going to be happening. Whereas like I was out at my cabin where if, if I'd go for a walk or a run every day and I would see, and this is, this is not an exaggeration. I would easily see more deer and rabbits than people like by, by a wide margin. Um, so if anything, it just kind of, yeah, created this like little incubator space where I could work on this. Um, I mean, and, and truth be told, it's my favorite place in the world out there. So I was really fortunate to have this kind of bizarre silver lining. I've never gotten to spend that much time out there. Cause usually some piece of life 
calls you back to be somewhere else. Um, that wasn't happening. So yeah, it was a good incubator, um, to just take a breath and be like, Oh, cool. What, what do I want to do? What do I want to say? Okay. Okay. So we mentioned the energy that the environment brought into it. So what energy were you trying to capture within this third album as opposed to soul? I think more than anything, um, it's actually kind of inverting the question of like, it was that I wasn't trying to capture something specific. I think soul, I had a really specific intent of what I wanted the songs to sound like, um, with whatever this album becomes, uh, the name of the game with writing for this was that there are no wrong answers and to just write things that feel good, truthful, fun, happy, sad, whatever they are. Um, and just not overthink what the final product might be. And that to me has been a fun process where this album's going to be very eclectic and all over the place. But, um, I like that myself. I, I just, I, I like letting creativity kind of dictate where it goes rather than being like the destination is, is here. We got to get there. Absolutely. Absolutely. Just letting it flow naturally. Yeah. Yeah, totally. Awesome. Awesome. So did you co-produce these songs while you were out there as well? Did you send these tracks to somebody else? How did that part of this process go down? Yeah. So I've been collaborating with a fellow named Jordan Norbeck. He's a good friend of mine. We've been working together. I mean, he's worked on basically all of my stuff over the years. My, my first record, he wasn't the producer. I'm he engineered a lot of it. He co-produced, uh, all of soul with me. I think there's one track on there that he just produced that I didn't really have anything to do with the production of this one is indeed like a, like don't change is a co-production between he and I, um, where like that particular song, he's got more to do with the overall production. I would have sent him like some guitar tracks and then my vocal and then all of the vocal, like BG stacks, which there are a lot of in the track. Um, I, I track that stuff and then had a lot of input on the rest of it. Uh, but he would have done more like nuts and bolts on, on that track. Whereas I can think of another bunch that we're working on like right now where like, I've probably done more of the heavy production lifting, but we, we have a good collaboration in that sense of just like, if something is more cooked, you know, he'll, he'll just add, he'll, he'll spice it up and, and make it a little better and, and, and mix it. Whereas if I have something that's a little less cooked and I want him to, to lean into it more, we can go that way as well. It's just, it's an, it's a nice, uh, creative working relationship. Mm-hmm. All right. It's always awesome to have those uh, collaborators as well as an extra set of ears to be able to gauge things, maybe say, oh, have you tried this? And, you know, that sort of thing. Totally, totally. It's, I think having some degree of objective distance becomes one of the biggest challenges for any artist when you're making something. Because, like, it, you can't make a record and not get too close to it, you know? Like, you, you, but the act of making it, you're too close to it to really, like, have a, have a, good degree of objective distance so yeah having someone to like to send things off to and to bounce things off of who can be like oh this is this is a bad idea or this is a great idea run with this more maybe tweak that um i like that i think you need resistance in creativity like of something like things to push off of where you just kind of can can either spiral or 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 just kind of get stuck in your own head Mm -hmm. absolutely absolutely all right so let's dive into this new single don't change it definitely uh feels like it's got a love vibe to it so am i on the right train here what what does it mean to you yeah i mean i always hesitate to over explain any of my songs only because i have this sort of overarching philosophy on art that it's not really mine anymore as of the day i put it out like i'll, I'll it's it's very personal to me and i know you know what every line in this song is about 
but I always hesitate to be like, this is what this line's about, or this is because I'd rather, I truly believe that when you listen to it, it's yours at that point, And whatever anything means to you uh, is what it is. I, I can say in, in a general sense, yeah, it's, it's, it's about a love that stays the same despite everything changing in the world. And that felt pretty on point to me at this, at this phase of time. Absolutely. I can uh, definitely see that. And there was a lot of relationships that we're seeing strain through that time. So it's uh, being able to appreciate your partner is a wonderful thing. And as you say, there's two sides to every story. There's the way the side of your side of don't change. And then there's the listener's interpretation and where they take it. I had a big, I had a moment years ago and I, I started doing the, I was opening up for Shania and we were doing a meet and greet after every show. And I remember specifically, it was like three or four shows in someone came up to me in my meet and greet line. And they said, your song before you drive me crazy. Uh, like it's about this. And like, here's what it helped me through. And, da, 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 and they just told me all this stuff that was really personal to them. And in my head, initially, I had this like crack of a whip sound where I'm like, well, that's not what that song's about. And I didn't, I didn't say that. I was just like, you know, like, oh, that's great. That's great. You know, but later that night, I thought about it a bunch more and I was like, huh, I think they're right and I'm wrong. Cause I was like, I think it's more valid what they interpreted as than what my intention was with it. You know, I look at like songs that I listened to growing up that mean a ton to me or like that I feel like I, I know the lyrics exactly what they're about it doesn't matter what the artist had in mind, in my opinion, like that, that's the thing I actually like about art is it's, it's like a collaborative experience with a listener or a viewer or something like that. If you take something from it, that's like important to you, then you're right. And that's what you should do with it. Absolutely. Absolutely. It's um, it's, we all have our different ways as we're saying of taking things in and owning them. And once you release it out into the world, that child grows, it becomes its own thing. Yeah, totally. All right. There's a lot of joy in watching that, you know. It's funny like getting to see what somebody else makes of it. It's uh I'm I'm sure people interpret my lyrics to be cooler things than they probably were to begin with or or, or sadder or happier or whatever it is. So I'm good with all of it. Don't change the way you wake up when I make a beautiful sun coming through the shade. Don't change the way your blue eyes look on mine, the way you wreck me every time you say my name. Don't change a single thing, don't change a thing for me, not home. I know every night turns into day And a memory fades in a picture frame Sunshine turns to rain Like your love goes to waste But the one for me is always gonna be you Like a July sky is always gonna be blue And even when it ain't I'll be loving you the same And that don't change Mm-hmm That don't change It's in my hand, God's got a plan for me and you Don't change the way you look in my t-shirt The way you kiss so good it hurts, you know you do Don't change a single thing, don't change a thing for me 
So in the past, you've directed uh, a few of your own music videos. So do we have a music video coming for this track? Are you the one at the helm behind it? Tell us a little bit about this. We uh, we do on this one. I've, I've just wrapped it up in the last little while here. It was also shot all like during quarantine up at up at my cabin. Um, myself and my partner, Emma Flemington, we directed it uh, together. So this will be sort of one of my first like co-directing pieces like that. Um, I, I've collaborated. We've worked together on like a million videos in the past. And this one was just like, it's a very, very simple video. Um, but I think, I think it really hits home the like core of the song and is, is like quite beautiful. Um, yeah. So that, that'll be forthcoming. I think uh, tomorrow when we put the, when we put the actual track out and it's out in the world, there'll be like a little teaser of the video that comes with it. And that'll follow somewhere shortly after. Awesome. Awesome. I can't wait to check that out. So what other details can you give us about this new album? I know that you mentioned you're still working on it, but what can you let us know? I think, man, it's hard to predict the trajectory of this one because I think there's a very good chance it'll like some of it will end up being like pretty far away from country music by, by like on some of the tracks. I'm, I'm cool with that. I'm trying to like figure out how to reconcile that all into one, one album. And for me, like thing I've learned about myself is I don't think I ever feel like an album is done. I assumed I would feel that way. I, it tends to feel like at some point you just reach a point where you have to let it go. You have to put it out and it'll be sort of clawed out of your hands where like enough time has elapsed that you need to release the album. And that's, that's what it ends up being for me. Cause I, I never feel like a piece of art or anything I'm working on is done. It's just like, at some point, okay, you got, you gotta, you gotta let go of it. Um, yeah. I mean, what I can say about it, it definitely will be the most eclectic thing that I've done. Um, there will be tracks on it that in my opinion, I like people a lot of times say like, Oh, the new music sounds really like fresh and different, but like, I'm telling you, some of the new stuff will be very fresh and different and like not, in a world that I've ever uh, uh, done music before. So I, 
I'm excited about it because I just get to be creative and mess around with different kinds of sounds. Mm-hmm. Show show the world a little bit more of a different side of yourself. Yeah, and I, I figure also like if not now, when you know, uh, but both with like the oddity that is the last year that for me, a big thing it's made me think about is like life is finite. And what do you want to say, you know, now, like, what's the thing you want to do now? Uh, uh, so that's, that's what drives me to, to try and treat, you know, the, the, the now I'm in as like the core of my life, um, and do all the pieces that I feel like I need to do. Awesome. Awesome. So I want to take a little bit of a dive back into that acting, directing world here, because as we mentioned, things slowed down, but you've managed to continue to keep that creative energy going from what I can see on your social media. You've been working on a television pitch. So what can you tell us about this project? Unfortunately, very precious little. Uh, I, I can say that, yeah, over the last year, I've, I've developed a couple of different uh, TV shows that like with, with a few business partners. Um, and it's something that I've like really wanted to do for an extended period of time. Um, and all of a sudden COVID sort of provided a, like the time opportunity where not only myself, but some of the people I want to collaborate with just had a little bit more time, especially in the early phases of it to, to do that kind of writing and, and development. Um, the one that like you might've seen me posting about uh, it, it's like set in the music world and it, it just takes a lot of my, it's, it's by no means autobiographical, but it's colored by a lot of my experiences that I've seen. And, and I'll, I'll say that like being in this business over the last X number of years, you see some pretty like wacky and wild stuff that I never would have believed if you had told me on like day one of like, here are things that you will experience in this. Um, and it's just been a neat sort of creative outlet for me to like vent some of that stuff and explore some of that stuff. Okay. Okay. Well, you can't give us too much detail, so I'll ask. Yeah. What is it more like balancing these two creative worlds then? I mean, I guess at this point it feels like it's even more in that it's like I have my like artist career and then I'm I'm working a fair bit as like a songwriter for other artists as well. Like I've got a, a song that's now sitting inside the top 30 with a country singer named Tally Joe Miller. And then I've got my directing career, my sort of film writing and like development, which is kind of its own thing. And then there would be like acting somewhere in there. So there's kind of like these bunch of different prongs. Um, I don't know. The balance of it is tricky because invariably uh, my, my agent, my acting agent has a running joke with me where if, if you want to book a gig, just uh, book yourself some flights that you can't change, pick somewhere far away that you can't get the money back. And then you'll definitely book a gig. And like, sure enough, uh, not quite what I did on this, but I scheduled the release of Don't Change. And literally a week after I did that, I have booked three acting gigs right now that are sort of like intertwining over top of each other. Um, so the balance, you'd like to believe that you can go, okay, cool, we're going to divide this year up and we're going to do music here and then we're going to do some acting. And it doesn't necessarily always work that way. I think you kind of have to go with a bit of push and pull where it's like follow where your creativity goes. But then if you have a cool opportunity, you know, you know, you got to go with the horse that's running. Um, so the balance, you can have the balance in your mind, but somewhere along the lines that might go totally out the window. All right. All right. Awesome. I love that. I love that. So last question now, 
We've talked about your progression as an artist over this creation of this last album. We've talked a little bit of the directing world. But now, what I want to know, this last year and a half, this building of this album and otherwise, how has it helped you grow as a person? Or what has it helped you learn about yourself? I think more than anything, it kind of goes back to what I said before of like, this time has been really selective for wanting to like to choose exactly what I do want to do or say. And cause I find it, there's a huge temptation and as an artist, or maybe just like something that pulls you in the direction of like something is already working for you, you go that way. Or, or if um, you feel like there's an opportunity or if there's like a current of what sounds, you know, are, are currently popular. I feel like the the whole pandemic was almost like a, a cold reset in the sense that like it was this void of like space and time where it's like, okay, cool. Everybody stops the car for a second and then you have to choose where you actually want to go next. So that for me has been a big part of this album of being like, okay, here's every, I, you know, I was driving this way, but the car has stopped now. There's no inertia in any direction. So I get to choose where it goes next. And so it's been both liberating in that sense, but also a little bit scary because you're, you're kind of, you're choosing something new. And so for me, that's probably dictating why this album, in my opinion, will sound quite different from everything else, but how it's changed is, uh, again, just trying to like appreciate how finite life and time are and like using whatever you have to, to, to make the most of it. No, that's exactly it is time. You never know where we're going to get off in this, uh, crazy bus ride, this car ride. So sometimes you got to take the wheel, you got to take a little bit of control and you got to do something that makes your heart sing, makes you happy, you know? Yeah. Yeah. It's that idea of legacy and like what you leave behind and also what you take with you. My, before I went out to do the Schneider tour, my, my dad gave me this piece of advice that I've always tried to keep with me. Um, he said, every night when you're out there on that stage, make sure you like stop for at least one second and, and take like a mental snapshot of the crowd. He's like, you're going to have those memories with you when you're, when you're an old man one day and you'll appreciate them. And, and I really like took that to heart and I tried at least once a show to just like stop, take a breath, take it in. And I remember what it looks like. Cause you don't always like, I've played shows where I couldn't tell you what the back wall looked like. Cause you're just so like frenetic about it. And there's a lot going on. Uh, I feel that way about life and that it's like, you're only going to get like a finite number of memories and moments and you get to leave behind X amount and influence so many people and make so many friends and whatever. So, I mean, trying to live your life in, in the infinite now is uh it's, it's a challenge, but I think it's one worth chasing after. Absolutely. Absolutely. All right, Wes, thank you so very much for joining me here today. Oh, dude, it's been a lot of fun, so thank you. Poolside, B-side, Riverside, it's a PBI state of mind.
Ice cup, get your whistle wet, get your bottoms up. You can pick a place, girl, anytime. It's a beer buzz kind of vibe. Digging down in the ice, grab a couple cans. Don't need nothing but the beer in your hands. I got 24 beers a show to get you feeling right. Feet over the state of Tennessee. Digging down in the ice, grab a couple cans. Don't need nothing but the beer in your hand. I got 24 days to show to get you feeling right. conversation that you don't change that you keep supporting the DTB. I hope you also go out and support today's guest the incredible Wes Mack and you can find his new track Don't Change on your favorite music streaming service when you're there hit follow because Wes already let you know that album number three is on its way and it will be in your ears A.S. A P O yes, and now it's time to give a Wes a final roaring DTP. Thank you, and I also have to thank the incredible Mackenzie from Strut Entertainment for going ahead and setting this convo up. I have to give a roaring DTP. Thank you to German at yourpodcasteditor.com for making the episode sound as good as it does. And I also have to thank you, The Ambush, for checking out this episode of the show. If you've yet to join with The Ambush, it is as easy as hitting the follow or subscribe button on the app or service you're using right now. You can also help the show grow by giving us a big old five stars over on Apple Podcasts or Stitcher Radio. You can also help the show grow by giving us a share, this episode a share with your friends, your family, anyone who you think would enjoy it. You can also help the show grow by heading on over to DesertTigerMerch.com. Next Tuesday on the show, we're joined by singer-songwriter Jordan Hart as we talk his 
upcoming debut EP, which actually released today. So if you want to go ahead and preview that, you can do so. And then you come into next Tuesday super prepared to hear all about the new EP. Until then, though, I want you to go out and find your mountaintop, your oasis. The thing that makes your heart sing to its fullest capacity, your glory, your roar. Find your roar. Craft your roar. And once it's ready to let out into the world, let them know just how wonderful, powerful, beautiful your and your roar are capable of being because you're all three of these things and so very much more. And until next Tuesday with Jordan Hart. Bye-bye, Ambush. The Desert Tiger Podcast.